0: I lay on the warm limestone lip, flat back to the split shelf, feeling fleeting shades of ancient standing movements huddling together in a sound swarm under breaking darkness. A glimmer of winking skylights like bright beads threading moons, And season sows my slipping thought through the loom, Framed high above the lid of the world. This place a storehouse, a story dwelling. My eyes overhear the stone gestures stained with the memory of red rains. In the shifting faces of the seasons, these oral imprints beating in bronze veins. Plunging beneath vast arroyo floor, cracked hot with wash of rain-baked stone, and then a cooling breath drips down like milk from alcove breast. I know this place now. Her story comes into me. Solid thighs inviting me. The predator and the prey. I am being watched. Hunted. Strikes fear like flint spark, alive in holy awe under powder-lit white moon. A long grief caked in cornmeal and ash. Down below in the night sounds, watching wings and the words of string cicada. Far off I hear a chill howl, drowning in the drum of my human hearing, pounding pure fear. My ear laid low to rumbling purr beside me, inside me death pause racing at my clawing heart alive, washed absolutely clean, resolute in pure animal fear, presence. I am not awake nor asleep, I wake in sleep dreaming, The azure cosmos torn open like hieroglyphic speech, like remembering the first day. She walks slowly across the sky, like a seed of fire in Comet's mouth. Running like doe on bright tails, yellow, red, blue, and white, merged. In memory of the first birth, and the wild fire dance impregnating earth. The next vision, a portent facing the future, so who arising at dawn from the subterranean shadows of the Kiva, bright morning star Katsina. Erotic flame bursting in ecstatic supernova. Downloaded without understanding, simply beholding. The way the old ones beheld the work of the wasps. And the way the birds build round shapes, ritual dwellings. High up under the warm breast of Cliff lip the way the skin and the slowly moving body of the land makes walls and patterns wisdom, stories for her children to remember. Remember. Remember, children. Remember, remember her stories. I wrote this poem in a magical place called Sage Canyon above the McElmo River in Colorado. I wrote above the winding serpentine river of Bosque, of standing Grandmother and Grandfather Cottonwood and Box Elder. One hot
1: night, I felt this pang, this allure, this pull, this bewitchment. So I followed it, stalking it across a dry riverbed that
0: feeds the McElmo during great rainstorms, tracking it above a small graveyard and past the teepee where I slept perched like a falcon at the edge of the canyon rim rock through a small trail weaving through desert flora, cacti, sage, juniper. Really careful not to step on those
1: crystalline fractal structures that are called cryptogamic soil. They're funny, aren't they? Beautiful small sculptures like tiny alien ancestral cities operating in secret. And not long afterwards, I came to a place that felt like it was calling. I came to Great Grandmother Juniper, spreading these great thick arms outward and embrace. I tasted
0: the pungent, sweet smell of her fragrance mingling with sage and stone, rain and breeze, and I simply fell to my knees in her
1: presence, a circle she'd created in the midst of this particular more-than-human niche, making space for all the small animals and species, shelter and But I could sense the power and peace of this place
0: pulling me. A pulsing wisdom rising and falling with the changing cadence of the cicada songs.
1: It was harmony. It was breath. Breathing. And just behind her, just behind Juniper, I looked up and saw a great,
0: Alcove against the dark starry night sky, an alcove extending out in that ochre colored paint, stained with dark rains and white powdery mineral deposits. You could see seasons weathering her body like tears. And I was drawn to ask permission, please, (laughs) permission to sleep for the night on her cliff landing above this guardian juniper. So I clambered up the side, finding places for footing and carrying nothing but my sleeping bag, a pillow and a bottle of water for the night. A short walk across
1: this limestone lip, I saw an ancient kiva, not much more than a stone circle
0: which left an imprint of ritual memory like A
1: psycho mythological heat signature. You know, that kind of energy, that numinous energy.
0: I felt at once the numinosity and the taboo, knowing that what was needed was an honoring of the sacred power of this place and. Also a bit of trembling, a bit of desire not to disturb the ancestors or transgress with my presence. And I asked permission
1: to sleep within just eyesight, right near a small tree growing out of the rock.
0: I cannot speak of what happened that night, but what I tried to convey through this poem I wrote the next morning.
1: I can say one thing, it was unlike anything I'd ever experienced before.
0: I was in a dream state of being asleep awake.
1: (laughs) Wasn't sure if I was asleep or awake, or both, or neither, the whole night. But I experienced a vision, a vision of celestial events
0: I can't even begin to Describe, and that download I felt an old story, a myth perhaps, being downloaded as if into my body, or maybe even simply uploaded into a more conscious layer of
1: my mind. But here's the thing I also experienced absolute terror. Sheer fear curled up inside my sleeping bag on
0: hard limestone near the edge of this cliff. In the heat of the night, passing in
1: and out of sleep, I awoke several times to the sound of deep, guttural purring, purring, not like a house cat. A deep, growling purr. And it
0: felt so close. It was so close. I could feel it in my body. I could feel the vibration of the purring. I could feel heat and
1: sense this being that was near me. Mountain lion. Now, what I experienced was pure fear. It was creature
0: fear like nothing I'd experienced. It was this enduring, timeless moment like just before death. My heart was racing, beating like an old drum, a painted drum. It was the fear
1: of prey in the hot breath of predator. It was clean. It was pure. It was old. And there
0: was an extended period of time I was preparing myself to die. And the strange part is that this purring, I could feel its location, its presence, its fur, muscles, instincts, this mountain lion, without ever seeing it at
1: all. I never caught a glimpse. All I could feel was it purring in me. Now, there's a very real possibility, and I had to
0: admit this the next day, that there was no mountain lion at all, because I survived. What kind of mountain lion, after all, would sit so close to a human dinner without enjoying it. But then I also had to wonder, what do I even mean by mountain lion? It was as real of an experience as I ever had, one I wouldn't likely attribute to fantasy, one of the most terrifying experiences of my life, in fact, and being the odd, open to things I don't understand kind of a person. I wondered if it might be mountain lion, not just in a form my life had conditioned me to experience. Something that couldn't be explained away either as something in my imagination, as if the imagination is unreal. And I wondered about the Anasazi and the Pueblo peoples, those young and old, men, women, and children, hunters, ritualists who traversed these lands, who walked light-footed silently down invisible paths through sage like me and the singing cicadas, perhaps moving at night as mountain lions themselves. Who sat under the celestial heavens and saw signs
1: and performed rituals about forty feet from where I slept that night? Animal.